Global warming. Global warming. We're going to solve it. So what produces the most global warming gases? Industrial farming and cows. Cars, Dan, cars. Cars. Then we have to stop the cars. We have to measure the cars. First rule of science, Dan. First rule. Get all our information together. Okay. We'll lock ourselves in an airtight room and we'll run a car. And we're not coming out until we figure out exactly how much carbon monoxide comes out the back. Brilliant! Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to Smart Enough to Know Better. I'm Greg Waugh, and Dan Beeston is with me once again. This, he's gone all quiet. Yeah? No, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> that just freaked me out. I know, you just kept going. Sorry, okay. Welcome. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I, I thought I was going to introduce myself, and then you just kept going. I was like, oh, I, I don't mind oh, this. And okay. I, I assumed you were going to keep bi- continue big-noting me. <laughs> all right, let's start again. Almost Nobel award, award-winning. That's right. Keen <laughs> amateur. <laughs> sorry, all right. Welcome to Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance, where we talk about many topics of very great, big, importancy things. Yes, big ones. Big importancy things. All science topics are big. And, of course, that voice on the other end of the headphones, or whatever you're listening to, dear listener, is Mr. Dan Beeston. Oh, I'm so delighted to be here this afternoon. And I'm, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. A horse. A horse, a horse. That's right, I'm a horse. Today, I'm on a horse. No, no, wait. That's an ad. I am, of course, Greg Waugh, and today we'll be talking about very important scientific topics. That was the world's wettest introduction, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's get straight into it. Oh, God, please. Straight off the mark. Boom! Boom! We, we've come out of the gate. We, we didn't fumble it many times. Now, here we go. I feel like we got out of the gate and then died and were eaten. <laughs> No, that's a good analogy. We have been devoured by the podcasting audience. We're now inside you, powering your cells, your science cells. It's the circle of death. (laughs) How upbeat. Uh, Speaking of upbeat, episode 5.1, The Walk of Shame. 5.1, Dan. Did I just say 5.1? You just said 5.1, baby. It just feels like it's been going a really long time already. (laughs) Uh, The Walk of Shame this week. Neither of us have any walk of shame to do. <laughs> we haven't been able to do this since episode one, when it was impossible for oh. us to make a mistake. So you're trying to say, episode four, we made no scientific errors. We made no errors of judgment, no, no uh, researchable errors anyway. What I'm saying is that no one found any of our <laughs> intentionally left errors. Oh, that's very good. So in the future, when people scour this for evidence of intelligent life in the 21st century, and they go, hmm, episode four was full of errors, we can now say, well, we put them there as little Easter eggs yes. of errors. Easter- We're that kind to the future. You're welcome, future. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the future. <laughs> I don't know. Look, uh, look, Dan, you can get away with it. You're quite a tall, skinny fellow. Right. And you can wear some sort of silvery jumpsuit and, you know, a big helmet. And everyone will go, oh, yes, I'm actually built like a potato. Mm-hmm. So it's silver jumpsuits. I'll just be a jacket potato. And they go, you know, they'll, put no, some, yeah. they'll put butter on me and heat me up. and just. What we do is we get you into one of those big black boxes with the red beep on the front. The red oh, and I can yeah. hit it. oh, that's right. So how did you get horribly mutilated in that black hole? Beep, 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 beep. Thank you, Captain Jacket Potato. And to you too, sir. That'd be brilliant. Is, is he talking or is the potato just done? <laughs> Bing! 
Get the forks, he's done. You know who has to w- take a walk of shame this week? Who? Mr. Spencer Housen. Really? Yes, of ABC Radio, who oh. gives us so many wonderful opportunities. Are you going to crap on one of our nice people? Yeah. <laughs> Well yeah, and you know why? Because if he'd listened to our last episode, <laughs> he wouldn't have retweeted that apparently once every 823 years... Only an idiot would say that on a radio program. <laughs> Such as me. <laughs> That's a terrible, terrible thing. So, But the good thing is that he caught himself a few hours later. That's good. Good to hear. And you know what? That means that a whole bunch of people would have realised the mistake... And we'll now be endeavouring to make sure that that actual information is out there and that that hoax is destroyed. Excellent. We are destroyers of hoaxes. Hooray! Now, Dan, and gentle listener, you know that I'm actually quite obsessed with terror birds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, as in, in the past... In South America, it wasn't connected by land to any other continent. It was all by itself. And That's why a... you live in a flat, because then you don't even have to deal with a mower. That's right. That's, um... That's very good. That's, that's terror bird that's, humor, that is. Uh, well, it's, it's terror bull humor, not terror bird humor. What? A mower's a bird. <laughs> anyway, what do you... Yeah, I'm sorry. That was, that was just as bad. Right. In the past, there were these... The, the head predator yep. uh, in South America were these giant birds, three meters tall, and they, they wandered around the landscape. They didn't fly. Yes. And they were, they were the top predators. They would eat all the other animals, like horses and all sorts of crazy things. And we talked about them in the first podcast, yes. one of them, uh, because we had uh, Hast's eagle in New Zealand, which is not part of South America, obviously. But it was very, very big. I got very excited. I learned about this new giant bird. Yes. Well, I've discovered... Well, not, <laughs> I've researched a new... <laughs> but I didn't discover this. Sorry, sorry. I, I didn't actually discover this at all. I've discovered... Oh, God, I just did it again. <laughs> I'm taking claim. I discovered it, Dan. I created a bird, a prehistoric <laughs> bird. I, went to, I made it out of firmament. I went to Chile and discovered this. No, uh, a nice farmer uh, discovered this in Chile, and it's called Pelagornis chilensis. Well, actually, its bones are. I mean, it's not... Uh, this thing doesn't mm. exist anymore, and thank yeah. goodness. This is a tooth... You, you don't call it any... It doesn't matter what you call it, because it won't come anyway. No, no. Well, have I got a joke book on me or something? Put them. I I really do need a rim shot. That's right. (laughs) Which always sounds to me like some sort of pornographic thing. Every time I hear it, I see the the same thing. You go, oh, a rim shot. I bet you do. That's what she said, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's rubbish. Anyway, Pelagornis chilensis was a 5.2 meter across, across its wingspan, Carnivorous bird. It was, had bony teeth. It had a beak with bony teeth. Which is with pretty, teeth? It had teeth, yeah, massive teeth. A big pointy beak like for, for grabbing things off the ground and yep. tearing things apart. And this thing was wandering around Chile and eating everything in sight. It was massive. So the thinking now it was at 5.2 yes, meters across, about, what's that, 17 feet, mm. roughly, across its wingspan. It would fly out of the sky and grab things and, and just fly off with them. And they're saying this probably wasn't the biggest one either. There's evidence there might be another one that had a 6-meter-long wingspan, so 18 feet or higher, mm-hmm. but they can't be certain because the evidence is not You see, it doesn't really matter with, with that couple of different feet, because once a bird can swallow your hole, you're f- That's right, but that, if you can't... It just, I just love the idea that a, a, an entire continent developed where birds went... We're taking over. That's it. Yeah. We are the top predator. Because you think, well, birds are lovely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are some dangerous kind of birds, but you're not, you know, unless you're dying on a desert and they're circling you, you know, you're, oh, it's a bird. Oh, dear, you get buzzed by a plover or you get buzzed by a magpie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying, but it's not like, oh, God, giant. 
17-foot bird. Just, yes, I'm always obsessed with this. So keep an eye out, ladies and gentlemen, for any all evidence of giant birds flying down to pluck you from the ground. Be thankful that we are, as in mammals, the top predator at this point. You know who I hate? Mountain goats. <laughs> They climb, they don't even have thumbs, and they climb up these sheer faces with all the arrogance of, of having no sense of vertigo. I get really quite bad vertigo. So it, I, I get that horrible thing where your bottom feels like it's going to fall off when, you, <laughs> when you're up high. But the it, good thing, why they have it, Dan, is because all the Dan Beeston goats died. Because they all fell off years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And only the, only the ones that could handle it went on to have babies. In the end, you had more babies that could handle it and less damage. Yeah, I, I still hate them. That's right. No, they're I'm arrogant. Not. And so I saw some footage, and there are these eagles, and they fly up <laughs> to these cliff faces, and this goat is sitting on a friggin' ledge that's two inches wide, yep. going, look at me, I'm all that, and I never fall off. And these eagle co- eagles come down, and they grab them by the neck, and they just drag them off the edge and just let them plummet 400 <laughs> feet. And the goat just goes, down the bottom, and then it's arrogant friggin' cadaver bounces end over end, and it is the Hush. most satisfying clip I've ever seen on YouTube. I've seen that as well. Like, I mean, they get pushed off. What freaks me out is the goat struggles for a little bit in the air, and obviously just gives up, and so it's like, oh no, it's trying to right itself, it's trying to do its goaty thing, and then halfway down it just stops moving. It's not dead, it just goes, oh well. It's this kind of, we just, what are you going to do? And so instead of being panicky all the way down, it's like, I'll just, maybe it's doing haiku. Maybe it's being goat haiku. Maybe it's reliving its life as it falls. Remember that time <laughs> I didn't fall down the mountain? Remember the other time I didn't fall down the mountain? Remember oh. the time? Oh, damn, I fell down the mountain. <laughs> I wonder what goat speak is for, this is not happening. <laughs> nah. That's like everything else. The one other one I saw which really freaked me out, uh, yes, yes, falling to the ground and splattering and so the eagle can pick the remains, that's bad. But the other one was uh, a half-sized goat I saw and the eagle grabs it by the scruff of the neck and carries it to a nest. And, and that's a bit... That's a bit... Yes. That's a bit more, I'm going to eat your face. Because... I'm assuming the, the goat's not dead. It didn't, it didn't fall anywhere. It no. just got thrown into a nest. And then it's sort of, the, the, I think the video tube, the video tube, the, the video tube, children. That's right. Uh, send the, mov- the movies down the video <laughs> tube. Uh, the, and then the eagle lands, and that's the end of the little video. So you don't actually see the horrendous dismemberment this eagle's about to inflict on this poor, yeah. this poor goat. That's a bit more hardcore. That's an eagle going, no, I'm gonna, you're smart enough to kill. Well yeah. done, eagles. Bravo, eagles. When you take over... I'll be one of your mammalian, what do you call it, not benefactors, fifth columnists. You'll be a food source, my friend. No, 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 no. I'll be the last one eaten. Yeah. I'll say, ah, oh, giant, giant, hast eagle and overlords, I will be the human who will switch off the codes so you can nuke our 12 colonies. Yeah? Yep, that's it. That's I'm just going ha- to be out there with a tennis racket that's 40 feet across. <laughs> Swinging. It won't stop him, man. And instead of those giant novelty sunglasses on the back of my head. So they, <laughs> he's looking at us! You, what you have to do is wear a bike helmet with uh, plastic ties so yeah. they don't just fly in at you. So yes. they, they go, oh no, he's got plastic ties! I might get him in my giant beak. Why does that scare birds? What's wrong with birds? I mean, really. They hate anemones. Natural predator <laughs> of the eagle is the sea anemone. Oh, we have to make. That's brilliant. We have to genetically engineer a sea anemone that'll be a land anemone yeah. and you put it on your head so what it gets you know out, what gene splicing with humans <gasps> brilliant so you see this thing on your and you be poisonous then too so if you don't like someone you just brush up against them uh. and if you want to eat all you should do is have like a water source above your head and you just have the anemone drag food from the water source and the great thing is that uh, even with all your friends all your friends are anemones as well oh uh. 
And with friends like that, who needs, who needs an, an enemy? Yeah, who uh, needs... I think... Oh, I think I might throw this joke book out, actually. I think I'm done. <laughs> Not good at all. What's up? It's it's stopped. It's it's totally dead. What? My sundial. A sundial? Well, have the batteries died? It doesn't use batteries. Did you wind it? You don't wind it. It relies on the sun. The sun? It's solar powered. That's sweet. Well, you know, sundial. All right. No need to be a bitch. <sighs> Sorry. It, it, it's just it's really bad. I'm I'm really worried. Been stuck on 2 p.m. for ages now. Settle down. The Earth's not going to stop turning just because your sundial stopped. You don't know a lot about sundials, do you? Are they wind powered? <sighs> it's time to challenge you again. <gasps> the challenge. To another piece of science information. Uh-huh. I've suddenly realised that things are heating up. That's right. Because after it's... four episodes, we're at two points each. Two points apiece. Yes, and we haven't actually both succeeded each time. No. We've managed to get to that point through a, a, a sort of a, a wonderful miasma of failure. <laughs> I also, I think we've both been very nice to each other and given extra half points for saying certain things. Yeah. So we like sometimes, because you bombed out one of them horribly, so I gave you a chance to catch up. Yeah. yeah. So, aren't I nice? I am just some sort of... Martyr. Yeah, but you see, now I'm starting to get worried about the forfeit. Ah, well, we had another idea. Someone wants us to dress in a superhero costume. Yes. And run up and down a shopping centre or something like that. But a a change on that idea, I think you came up with, Dan, was dress up in a superhero costume and discuss with people... Uh, about a scientific concept. Yeah. So basically you evangelize a scientific concept yes. in a superhero costume. Yes. And it's going to be something awful. It's going to be like Robin or Aquaman. It's not going to be like a fun one like Batman or you something You see, like. even Batman. Yeah. I don't think either of us can pull Oof. off a Batman costume. But you can get ones with the muscles built in. I'll be getting the... If I, oh, well, will you? Well, actually, no, I won't. Cause I won't be losing. So when you lose... You'll be wearing... Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see how this goes, no, shall go. we? Fair enough. Hit me, baby. All right. This one, fairly simple one to uh, to give you. I don't know how well you're going to go with sorting it out, though. Right. Now, uh, have you ever seen uh, a warning label for acid? Uh, Yes. The warning label for acid is a picture of a human hand with a droplet on top of it and just a dip, like a bite out of the hand. Yes, I know what you're talking about, yes. And when when acid gets on your skin, it burns through the skin. Mm Mm-hmm. But it, you can store acid in, like, a glass beaker and it won't affect it. Mm-hmm. So acid only affects certain things. I want to know, from a physics point of view... Or chemistry. No, a physics point of view. <laughs> oh, okay. How, why is it that acid... Well, from a science point of view, yeah, okay, but I, I want to understand from physics. Okay. Uh, why is it that acid will eat through flesh? Mm-hmm. How does that process work? Okay. Now, acids... Oh, dear. You remember last, the last podcast I told you about the little man that lives in my head that goes and gets information? Like, yep. Run, run, runs off yes. and opens doors. Mm. Like in that terrible... He needs uh, information. Stephen King film, The Dream Catchers. Oh, really? I think. There's a little man living in someone's head in that. Also, a little worm living in someone's bottom. Oh, nice. It, it was it? like aliens, but instead of exploding out of their tummies, it exploded out of their ass. Oh, and I, I've had holidays like that, so there yeah. you go. Okay, so there's a little man, and that gave me time then to maybe... Send a little man off. Go on, then. He's digging a lot. Oh, now hopefully, if you know about chemistry, ladies and gentlemen, you, you probably know this. This should be pretty standard chemistry 101. If 
I am correct, and I'm going to be. <laughs> it's got to do with carbon. Acids react with carbon, only carbon. That's what acids do. I don't remember the reaction, unfortunately, so I'm probably not going to get full marks for this, but the acid actually reacts with the bonds and the, well, the carbon with something else, and that means it breaks the covalent bonds, I think that's right, the covalent bond, and it liberates the carbon from the chemical compound. So in your hand... Yep. Your hand is carbon. It's lots and lots of carbon. We're it's, made, it's all carbon. Well, we're, we're all carbon. No, no, no. We're, we're, no, no, no we got some zinc in. We have, we're, we're lots of different things. All sorts of stuff in there. We, we yeah, have right. iron and all sorts of things, but we, we are made of a lot of carbon. Yes. Iron plus of water. Yeah. Pardon? Well, well yeah, that's right. Yes, water. There's lots of things. We're not yeah. kind of made of carbon. But, yeah, but we have a lot of carbon in us. So when you drop acid on your skin, the yes. acid, depending on the acid, so H2SO4, which is sulfuric acid, uh-huh. it's, that's, a, that's, that's a really bad one. We're talking about concentrated acids. Oh, I'm familiar with sulfuric acid. Oh, there you go. I used to work with it. Oh, there you I go. I was once splashed by sulfuric Ooh. acid. Ouch. Uh, and uh, luckily, none of it hit my skin, but uh, that shirt did not survive the day. So it would have had carbon in it as well. So not for long. In glass, yes. glass is silicon. made from silicon. Yes, uh, silicates. So it's chemicals, but it's mainly silicon. That's right. So it doesn't react, even though it's it's inert. Basically, it's an yep. inert substance. There's nothing for it to connect onto, for the acids to connect onto. So they can store it in glass. Yep. When you get it on your skin, or you get it onto anything with carbon, it breaks the bonds between the carbon and whatever the carbon's attached to, and it's it, the carbon attached to it. Other bits of carbon? Uh, well, no, well, it's like, it's, think about it. Petrol and all hydrocarbons are bonds of oh, H. Yes, but they're in, I, I see, and they're in sort of structures. Yes, they're well, in a structural form. Yes. Like diamonds are a three dimensional structure of carbon, and yes. graphite but, is a two dimensional But you're structure. talking, that's an element, that's just an element of carbon. I'm, t- yeah. I'm talking about compounds. So, okay. so if, you, if you have uh, petrol, which yep. is hydrogen, oxygen, and, and, and carbon ah, all mixed together, yes. then it liberates the carbon and breaks the bond from that, that compound. So it actually changes the chemical structure oh, of what okay. it is. And it creates, this is where I'm probably going to get it wrong, but it creates a new compound and it creates water and it liberates the carbon as well. So energy is released and you have water produced and you have a carbon deposit build up as well. The carbon is just liberated entirely. So you just get carbon by itself. Okay. So, so on your skin, you start getting a pit formed as all these things happen. Some of it turns to gas. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's hydrogen given off. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember the exact how yep. it breaks up. I should know this. I should. In, in the past, it's basic chemistry. You should know what, what carbon... Oh, an acid... See, an acid plus a base gives you water. That's yeah. So they liberate. That's, and that's why you have to put basic substances. If you do burn yourself with a, an acid, you have to put a basic substance on it, and that will make it back to water. So you'll, 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 mm. uh, you'll not just dilute it with water, but you'll create water Like that's in well. Fight Club. Uh, yes, that's right. Yes, exactly. Yes. So when you put lye on the skin and you stick it with, with a kiss from, a, from your imaginary friend, which just sounds odd, uh, then, of course, you can put water <laughs> on it. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Look, you could pour water on it. He said that it would make it burn more. I don't know about that. I, I'm going to argue with Tyler Durden, it would dilute it. If you put enough water on it, it would, it would, go, it would be so diluted it wouldn't react anymore. Yeah. But the easy thing to do is put a, a basic compound on it and, uh, of course, not and just turn it into a water compound on your, on your skin and therefore you're not hurt. So taking back what I said before, I doubt acid on your skin reacting with carbon won't produce water. It would probably produce a gas of some sort, maybe hydrogen, if it's hydrogen in the substance, a carbon deposit, and, of course, energy, which breaks the bonds. But the fact it's the bond breaking, which is the important thing. The covalent bonds between the atoms yep. are, uh, are broken. 
producing carbon, producing a new chemical compound, depending on whatever it's touched, mm -hmm. and the acid itself is very reactive. And what that means, what a very reactive substance means, not just acids, but any reactive substance, the outside shell of the element or the compound yep. doesn't have enough electrons. So normally, to, to be inert, so, you know, helium's inert, all the noble gases are inert mm -hmm. on, the, on the far right-hand side of the periodic table. Yes. They're all inert gases. They're called noble gases. They don't react. Gases have a elements, I should say. You could tease them for hours. They don't react. They, they don't react whatsoever. That's right. Well, what's, what's the joke? A, a helium atom walked into a bar, and yeah. the bartender turns around and says, Hey, get out of here. We don't serve your kind here. And the helium atom didn't react. We should throw that book out, too. <laughs> Damn it. And that's because it was noble. I just, just tried to make Keep that. going. Take, okay. Dig up, stupid. <laughs> All elements have shells of, of electrons. And this is getting a bit confusing. This is talking about... Can um, I put forward a metaphor? Because I think I, uh, mm -hmm. I, I can sum up what you're saying. Yes. So, say, for instance, the human hand is a house of cards that's quite sturdy. But yes. every third card in there is made of iron, which is ferrous. Yes. And then the acid is basically a big magnet that swoops past and takes out all the iron, and everything left isn't enough to stay structurally integral and falls apart. Yeah, it... it, it uh, that's... Yeah, okay. Yay! <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. But there's a big difference in my mind. What, what I'm worried about going to people and, and accepting that is there's a big difference between a physical change and a chemical change. So a physical change is when you mix things up. You can unmix yeah. things. You put energy into a system. You can unmix something. If there's a chemical change, so you put something in an oven and you, and you add energy and it chemically changes yep. or, or reacts together, that's, that's a chemical change. That's different. But, and of course, then you oh, have e a... Even higher than that, there is the physical change. It's just really, really tiny. What do you mean? Well, the physics of chemistry. Yes. Like, chemistry is basically applied physics. No, I'd say, well, chemistry is looking at how things happen and physics is the underlying thing. Yes. Yes, yeah. But it, it's, they're connected. They're so connected, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. To, to, to understand how, uh, like, subatomic particles work, that's, that's chemistry and physics. Yeah. Not, there's no disconnection here. Can I just quickly, just very, I know maybe we're getting a bit esoteric, but the whole valence shell concept, mm -hmm. I think we should try and explain that very quickly. Atoms have electrons and they sit at certain energy states. Normally, on the outside ones, these are, there should be eight electrons or so. So yeah. I think it goes two, two, then eight. So when you have eight electrons, that's stable. That, that's a noble gas. And, it, and it, when, the, when the shell is full, yep. then it no longer wants to react. It, it doesn't care. It doesn't, want oh, any, okay. it doesn't want any more electrons. It doesn't want to give up electrons. It's happy. Yep. I'm a happy nuclear family of electrons and protons and neutrons. Okay. But what happens if you're a broken family and you only have six electrons in your outer shell, you desperately want two more electrons. Yep. I want two more electrons. So when two, and when two more electrons turn up, you grab them, and that's what, they join up a compound yeah. and you take it. Now what an acid does, acids desperately want electrons. They desperately oh, want okay. to, they're like, we must have, we're so, we must have children. So basically they wander around the mall of, of, of compounds, and when they see carbon hanging around, in, in whatever form the carbon is, the acid goes, I must have it, and they just run up to the pram of carbon and they grab it, and they race off, and then they leave the other chemical behind the parents crying and screaming this is the best metaphor i've <laughs> ever heard in my life something as dull as chemistry <laughs> so that the uh yeah the acid is desperate to, to make itself stable and the only way to do that is to steal other people's babies <laughs> done <laughs> i have explained chemistry to the wikipedia 
Mm. And we're back from the Wikipedia break. I'm, I'm intrigued. I got the last bit right about the electrons and bonding with the carbon and liberating carbon. Yep. I forgot the most important bit, though. I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah. Of course, it's not the electrons at the start. I was, I was mixing that up. Uh, the electrons are, it's desperate for electrons. Uh, actually, what it's doing is giving up electrons. It's not stealing electrons from other babies. It's throwing babies out. That makes yep. sense. But it's also protons as well, which is the important part of the acid. I should have, ah, can't believe I got that wrong. Yeah. The, you, if you have an acid, will have a hydrogen. So you have hydrogen, like H2SO4. So, mm-hmm. so you've got the first bit, the hydrogen, two hydrogens, and the SO4. And that's the, the acidic end part. That can change. But you always have to have a hydrogen in it somewhere. It's not mm-hmm. going to be an acid unless it has a hydrogen. What it does is it disassociates... So basically the hydrogen comes away from the, the acid. So you've got this one proton with one electron hanging around doing their own thing. That's very, very unstable, of course. It wants to join up. You don't get just oh, okay, yes. one hydrogen in the universe. You get H2. Like they, they join up because they want two electrons yep. in the shell. So the hydrogen turns up and goes, hey, I'm here. And it's got an extra electron now. And something else which wants that electron takes it and grabs it really greedily. Okay. And, and the, when I was reading it, that's where the carbon gets involved. The carbon in your body then starts not just just carbon, but the molecule your carbon's part of reacts, and that's what starts to burn. Well, burn, it, there's, there's a reaction that breaks yep. apart. So I got the second half right. Yes. I just forgot, of course, the proton bit, which is the dissociation of protons, which is kind of important, because otherwise it's not an acid. So Right. <laughs> so uh, if it's not that, then it's just a chemical reaction. It, well, it's like every other chemical reaction. Yep. Moving of electrons around, I might as well have just been describing how chemistry works. Yes. <laughs> That's chemistry. But yes, the important part is to unbalance the equation of whatever the things are. So the, the acid is unbalanced with whatever it's touching. Yep. To unbalance that equation, the acid has to dissociate. So the hydrogen comes free. And that means you have a proton hanging around, which will bond with something at some point, and an electron. And other things greedily grab the electron. So as I was saying before, imagine the sulfuric acid as this terrible family who have a baby they don't really want. So the, the hydrogen Mr. Hydrogen, and uh, in this case, the rest of it, the, the sulfuric acid part of it, the, sulf- the SO4, okay, part, yes. H2SO4. So Mr. H2 and Ms. SO4 I, I go down to the mall, yep. the mall, and he decides, finally, that's it, I'm breaking up, I'm yep. running away. So he, he dissociates himself from Ms. SO4 because yep. he sees some nice carbons, well, sexy carbons, yep. and he runs over there and he goes, take my electron, baby! And he throws it yeah, at and them. And he gives and he, and, and rock he runs, hard electron. That's right, and he runs like hell, and he goes, ah! And he runs off, and he, and he, he gets bound up with some other kind of terrible, terrible terrible commune of chemicals. Yep. And they, but it's lucky because those little carbon kind of group, whatever carbon um, yep. ca- compounds over there, go, hooray, babies, and grab all the electrons they can. Yep. And, and then they go get very excited and they run around as well, but they also break up. This baby destroys their happy little compound. Yes. And now you have energy and you have, you have new compounds. So therefore, basically, it's just too many babies. Too many babies. That's how I'm going to say it. Okay. All right. Well, you didn't get it completely, completely wrong. No. So we won't have to remove a point. Uh, no. No, no removing a point. Now, you didn't get it right. No, no, God, no. So you won't be getting a point. <laughs> Damn it! So I guess I've got the choice to either give you zero points Ooh. and keep Ooh. yourself comfortable there or give you half a point. I, I would actually accept zero points for this one. I would honestly, I wouldn't get too upset if you oh. gave me zero, only because dissociation of hydrogen is very important. It, it's Otherwise, it's just chemistry. It's just chemistry. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you explained the wrong thing to me. I explained chemistry. Yes. Kind of confusingly. Okay. <laughs> you know what? 
I think I'm going to go with that. I think no points for that. Ah, fair enough. No, I'll accept that. That's it. I should know better. Damn you, little mental man in my head. So as we go into podcast six next time, yep. I'm technically a point down. Yep. Another, another point down. You're, you'll be on two points, <sighs> and I'll be on two points, but I've got an opportunity to get up to three points. How, do you, how does that work? What? No, no, no. Uh, as what? in, I'll get oh, right. an opportunity to <laughs> okay. get one point Thank and you. get up to three. Beaston, you have no chance of getting three points from me next time. <laughs> Don't ask me anything about Nat, uh, about Matt's. <laughs> <laughs> Explain one plus two. Ah! Of course, now we're going to have to find a, uh, an ill-fitting Batman costume. For whom? For you. <laughs> we still have the same score at this point. Don't yeah. get too excited. Yeah, I may actually end up losing a point next time. Yes. So who knows? We haven't done that yet. We haven't done. We haven't got anything totally wrong yet. So no. neither of us. Though I came pretty close that time. <laughs> it's only the fact I can ramble very, very quickly that I managed to. Uh... I just said everything I knew about everything, yeah, right. and hopefully some of it wasn't completely that's, wrong. That's right. So, so any chemists who listen to this, please write in and yell terrible things at us in capitals. Wag socks, that sort of stuff. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> a special tribute to Benoit B. Mandelbrot. The noted mathematician died this week aged 85. Mandelbrot is most famous for inventing fractions. So now we have things like two-thirds and three-quarters and Trinity. even 50% off. Trinity! What? It, it's fractals. He, he invented the term fractals for fragmented geometric shapes. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, that wasn't all he did. He also created the periodic table. That was Mendeleev. Well, math wasn't his only achievement. He was also a professional wrestler. Chris Benoit? A French elephant. Baba. A small child. Baby? Detective cinema. Film noir. A famous composer. Mendelssohn. A mythical creature. Manticore. A fireplace shelf. Mantelpiece. Don't fractal yourself! <laughs> There was a concern recently made uh, because you don't want to be seen as being the super clever one. No. Well, uh, I think the, to me I think the acid the, question proved uh, that. <laughs> uh, well, compared to me being sort of the, the one who interjects with stupid comments. Mm. So the problem is that you've got a, a lot more formal training in science than I do. Yes. So yeah, I'll accept you, that. And, and you also tend to come at this thing with a sort of a, oh, well, the, the reason for that is I know that this is true. Whereas I tend to couch all of my terms in, I've read a website, <laughs> I once heard, I may have recalled incorrectly. Yes, And yes. so I think I'm coming across as slightly not as uh, competent with science <laughs> and such. Uh, so, no, hang on, can I just, just break in there? Yeah, go on. That's okay, though. I don't see that as a problem, because what makes a person good at science is not how many facts they've stored in their head. It's whether or not they're willing to look at evidence and change their mind after. They, you might believe something. Uh, based on certain evidence you have, yep. when faced with new evidence, if you can then change your mind and say, oh, well, I thought X, but now evidence A proves that it's actually Y, and the, a good scientist or a good science-minded person and a good sceptic, yeah. uh, not these things are all connected, but they're kind of connected a little bit, is a person who can therefore say, I was wrong, or I didn't have all the facts. So, so it doesn't matter if you say, yeah, well, I don't really know. I'm a bit really too know. proud for that, though. So <laughs> I've come up with, with a solution. What I did is I researched a piece of science online. Right. So I know I know all all about this now. Right. But the problem is, whenever I do that, I go, "Oh, here it's an immortal jellyfish," and you're like, "I know more about this than you, Dan." <laughs> so what I did was what, what, I, I, what I, I never said that. It, it was what pre- I said was I read an article about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that, 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 that's how it's coming across to the audience. So what I did, <laughs> what I did is, is I scripted our conversation. Oh, okay. Oh, he's, he's actually passing yeah. me a script. I hear that, that's a script. Actually, <laughs> hang on. Here, take this one. Well, okay. So oh. what you're going to do is, okay. mine's the first line and yours is the lo- in light. Right. And so we're just going to do a co- uh, this, this conversation. Right. This, okay. this is Dan. Dan is cleverer than Greg. Ready to go? Yes. Okay. Go. Uh, hey, Greg. Have you ever thought about where water comes from? The tap. Ha ha. Just kidding. It comes from the sky as rain. Well, that's true. But how is rain made? Oh, I've never thought about that. Space, I guess. You bastard. That's a good guess. <laughs> but it's actually much cleverer than that. Uh-huh. I'll tell you about the water cycle. Can, can, I, can I interject my own stuff or do I have to keep to the script? Look, I can cut out whatever I want to <laughs> That, that sounds like a bike you can ride in the surf. Mmm, that's quite funny. <laughs> Water comes down on the mountains and gets caught up in various <laughs> reservoirs. Most of them are natural ones, like snowdrifts, rivers, and underground water tables. Oh, is snow made of water? Yes, it's frozen water. Oh, just like ice. Yep. <laughs> now, water flows downhill. <laughs> now, water flows downhill. And eventually it will reach the sea where it becomes useless to us. Why is that? Well, it mixes with seawater and we can't drink it. Seawater is poisonous to us. What? I don't know. I didn't know about that. Yes, you can't drink seawater or you'll die. Uh, Dan, it's not actually poisonous. Seawater isn't poisonous. It's not a ca- stick to the script. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to point that out very quickly. No, 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 it's no, just, no. It's no just... pointing shit out. This is not the point. <laughs> You're just supposed to go, yes, Dan. But, but, but that's really important that you've made an error there. Look, if you drink seawater, you'll fucking die. But why will you die? Look, that's not, not important. Poison. This is not about poison and seawater. This is about the water cycle. We'll bring this up later. Okay, go on. Go on. I'm sorry. Sorry, go back. Sorry, hang on. Okay. So, so, what? I didn't know that. Yes, you can't drink seawater or you'll die. For many different if... reasons, which I'm sure you'll explain later. <laughs> yes, you can't drink seawater or you'll die. If you're ever stuck out at sea and it's a choice between drinking seawater or your own urine... You should drink your own urine. Wow, that's valuable advice. So, so you might think that fresh water that gets mixed into the sea is wasted, but when the sun hits it, the water evaporates, just like the hand blowers at public bathrooms. I thought that was a myth. Those hand blowers never work for me. You just need a little patience. So the water vapour evaporates into the air, but it leaves salt behind. The air is full of water vapour. That's what humidity is. Oh, I think I'm starting to understand... Why does water make you cold? Um, because uh, it's blue? Ha! No. But good guess. Actually, because... <laughs> Look, I'm going to have to edit out your, your, your cackling laughter. No, please. Feel free. But... <clears throat> Sorry, go on. But good guess. Actually, because water turns to a gas and escapes upwards when it warms. It takes heat with it. An environment with lots of water evaporating feels cooler than other environments. Oh? Eventually, that vapour gets thick and cool and becomes clouds. Wait, clouds are made of water? I thought clouds were dry. Why is that? Well, they look like they're made out of cotton buds, and cotton buds are the driest thing I know. Nope. Clouds are made out of water. That's why it only rains when there are clouds in the sky. Okay, so clouds rain on the mountains, then flow into the sea and rivers, then mix with seawater and evaporate into the sky, where they become clouds again and float up to the mountains. That's amazing. That's science, Greg. Now, can we, can we have a discussion about that? That's really good. I'm glad that we did that. But do you, do you can realize... say whatever you want. Okay, so do you know that the water cycle is considered way too simple? It doesn't actually work that way. 
it's it's much too simple. It, the idea that that it evaporates out of the sea and then rains in the land and flows through the land back to the sea. Well, it evaporates from the land as well. What? What? Yeah. It's very. What I'm saying is nothing wrong with it fundamentally, but it's it's actually way too simplified. Way too simplified. You can't base. The, it uh, took me ages to write that up. <laughs> and it's lovely. Uh, it's, it's way too simple. The, the water cycle is yeah. too, too, simple, uh, too simple an idea to base it on any kind of hydrogramical, what's the word? But, uh, basically, weather-based. Yes. Uh, I can't remember yeah, the word. Yeah, well, I mean, you get evaporation from all, all water yes. and off the skin of stuff and yes. out of soil and out of plants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a very specific term for it. Uh, it's like uh, mm. evapotransients or something. Probably. I can't, yeah, I don't know the exact words. I, 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 I don't have two big problems with that I have a big problem with that in the the part where the seawater thing do you know why it's not poisonous it's like venom and poison have very specific work like yeah, yeah. Certain things. yeah it's not you know, why so why is why does drinking seawater kill you can you explain um, that because it could, your liver can't deal with the immense amount of salt. Mm. So at the end of the day, what it means is, and, if you and, drink if you drink a, a liter of seawater, yeah. then it will take actually take. Uh, let's I'm pulling a number out of yeah. my head here. A, a liter and a half of water from your body yeah. to deal with it. So it yeah. uses the liter of water it used. So you dehydrate yourself. You, you actually de- dehydrate faster. Yeah. Now, wh- why did I get freaked out by the urine one? Is you have urea in your urine, yeah. and it's not poisonous, but once again, you need... Why you're getting rid of the stuff in your body through yeah. your urine... I made a hand gesture there at my crotch, which is very exciting, which no one could see, but no. I just thought I'd tell them about it anyway, because uh, I'm proud. Uh, the, if you drink I your wish own... you'd be wearing pants when you did it. <laughs> if you were uh, drinking your own urine, then you actually... Once again, if you drink a, a leech of your own urine, which is quite a lot... That's a lot. That's a lot. But, you know, I'm dedicated to the cause. Yeah, yeah. It would still take a lot more water from your body to get rid of the urea to get rid of the the bad stuff from yeah. your, your now pebbles. i heard that you could actually do it and survive on your own urine for maybe one or two cycles but cycles that, of what of of, the, of the, the fluid through your body well you're always getting you're always getting more dehydrated at the end of the day you're putting a liter you're putting an amount of water in but your body has to process 1.2 or 1.3 times that amount of water to survive it would be better in the long run to not put that water in you're actually losing more water so if you put in a, a liter of, of urine into your body drink it yeah it takes one point something. It's like one point five. The number's not right, but one point five to get rid of it. You have dehydrated yourself faster than if you just let the water come out of your body by normal biological processes, not urine-based. It's actually worse to drink your own urine. You might you may go, oh wow, my throat feels happily non-dry. But at the end of the, the imagine the curve of water in your body. Instead of dropping down in a nice steady line, yeah. you get worse and worse and worse because you drink your urine. It goes, oh my god, I've taken a liter of fluid and now. I have to take out 1.5 litres and then you take that and you drink it again and, you, and it's more concentrated so now it needs 1.7 litres of water and you drink it again and now you need 1.9 litres of water to get rid of the, the and so every time you're, so you're getting thirstier and thirstier your body's getting more and more dehydrated it's best not to do this ah. the only one I've ever seen I've not researched this it just it amuses me way too much you know Bear Grylls the British yes. army guy and in Man how many grills could Bear Grylls grill if Bear Grylls could grill Bear there you go. That's, that's, I've never heard that. That's very nice. That's, yeah. that's fun. Uh, he's on that show called Man vs. Wild. Yes. And he goes and puts himself in ridiculous situations, yeah. and he has a lot of fun eating a lot of poo. I saw one with him. This is not scientific. It's just one guy going, here's how I do it. And he... For <laughs> entertainment. It freaked me out. He basically... He pointed out that your colon is very good at getting rid of nasty things in your body. So, And, and any conversation that starts like that is a conversation you should back away from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he pointed out that if you have a contaminated water supply, so you're 
urine or in his case he had bird poo in, a, in his water oh, so he yeah. couldn't drink it he took the water and put a pipe he had a plastic pipe and he actually inserted it into his own anus yep. and then he poured the water in through the pipe and he lay on his side and the colon is actually very good at absorbing water like, oh, okay. as your food passes through your body a lot of the water's part your large intestine will actually take out a lot of the water oh, yeah. it's the last thing it does it goes, oh water that's really valuable yep. so if you pump water the other way it's going oh water that's valuable mm. and, it's, and all it does is pass out all the nastiness because that's what it's designed for yeah. the whole system's for now I don't know how scientific that is no that's the only way that I would it's con- funny I would and, and it was actually funny to watch uh, I must admit I, I did take a, a perverse glee of watching he's actually quite a nice I enjoy watching because he's actually a really nice guy oh okay like, he's not like he's like I'm Bear grills and I punch things in the face he's British which is, I think is why he's different oh, right. he's a British man so he, he's hardcore like he's ex-SAS I think he is and, uh-huh. and, and you know, jumps off things has a grand old time but at the end of the day he's still quite British about it oh excellent he has this British kind of sensibility which I really enjoy but it's fun watching him on his side with a thing going this is very uncomfortable but if, if you do anything to survive <laughs> and I was sitting there going I don't know if I would Bear yeah. I don't know if I would but and the thing with those things is that there's someone filming him and yes. they've got a water bottle in their yeah. pocket <laughs> and, and yes that's a, at the end of the day I, I'm going to go and look this up for the next podcast because I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, I'm going to say if you were stuck on a raft or, or an island and you were going, I have to survive, and you had a choice between drinking the seawater, drinking your urine, or not drinking, yep. don't drink. That's Gregoire's advice yep. of very little knowledge, but what I've read, that's my advice. Don't, okay. drink, don't drink either of those things. It's, it, at the end of the day, you are dehydrating your body faster then not, not, as in if you don't drink the uh, liquid. No, but liquid. you can pump it up your own anus. You can do that, according to Bear Grylls. But I'm yeah. going to research into that because I think I'm really worried. I'm re- I had this horrible feeling now in my just mind. Cough out a little I just, uric pellet at the was, end of and it. And some animals do that. Some little um, desert mice, when they, yep. when they wee, they actually pop out a little pellet. They don't actually produce a liquid because they can't. They're in a desert. Like, yep. ah, and they just get rid of it. You can't get rid of any liquid. But I just had this horrible image of some poor person on some beautiful liner somewhere in the Pacific who's downloaded our podcast yep. on their iPod and of course crash death and they're alone on a raft yeah and they're just bored and they start listening to yeah. smart enough to know better 5.0 and they listen to you going drink your wee it's yeah. great I'm really nervous about that now. okay well you just have to wait for a cloud to pass overhead because there's water in the cloud well you can evaporate you can evaporate out if you think about it think how about this for an idea you have to have stuff if you have a pot with you like a metal pot or yep. something some sort of pot hang on are we, are we on a raft or are we on an island here what, what, what we're going to do on the raft. On a raft. Okay, that makes it a bit difficult, more difficult. Take a pot. Yep. Put your urine in it or water. There's a lot of seawater. Yep. Put seawater in it. Hopefully you have a, you need some sort of plastic or, or your, your jacket. So you, um, yep. if you have a, a weatherproof jacket, something that water can't get through. Yep. Put the jacket over the top of the pot. Yep. Put a rock in the center. Mm. Oh, actually, I forgot the important part. Put a cup inside. Put a cup inside. Side, and put a rock. And then the water, as you said about the evaporation part, the urine or the seawater, we're talking about seawater, sea the seawater will evaporate, but the salt will stay in the, in the pot. The, it, will, it will condense onto your coat because it's cooler on the yep. coat, and then it will dribble down to, to where the, the rock is and go into, into your into cup. cup. Now, you won't get much, but at least it's fresh water. Mm. You know it's fresh. Yeah. It's freshish. Tastes awful, too, apparently. Uh, well, it would be... It, it takes the taste of the environment to some extent. That sounds... Uh, well, you have the smell of it, yeah. Yeah. But it wouldn't, do you think about it, unless this, the salts aren't going to evaporate with it. Mm, so, all I know is that apparently it doesn't taste very nice. Okay, wonder why. Because yeah. it's not... It's, that's 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 sounding a little bit like homeopathy. Then you know, it, it takes the it takes the taste of the environment. I don't know. Maybe it's taking I mean, tiny little salt. Like maybe 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 it's because it doesn't turn into gas. It turns into a vapor. So maybe that it somehow manages to keep some of the taste on the. It doesn't, turn, on it doesn't the, turn into a gas. It turns into a vapor. 
No. I'm going to edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah, that was really dumb. No, no. What, what, what is a vape? No, yes. no. Uh, uh, oh, God. No, no. Well, oh, what's, no. what's steam? Steam is the gas of water. But, now, now some, some of it isn't going... It, it's evaporating. When it hits the air, it, it's condensing very quickly there because the air is cooler mm. than the 100 degrees. I thought that's what vapour was because gas is just... It's all gas. Well, like then, air around yeah. us, yeah. But, but vapour, I thought, had like water molecules droplets. of droplets in Liquid it. water floating around that yeah. are lighted, that are held up by the oxygen. Yeah. They're held up by the atmosphere, yes. But we're talking about it. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'll give you that then, maybe. But it's evaporated. It's turned into a gas. It's mm. liberated from the surface of the liquid. That's a gas. Mm. That, that's, that's what it means. It's, it's no longer connected to any other, any other the water molecules. It's free-floating. Mm. It, it, fly, it floats to the top of the pot, which is covered, yep. and then it condenses on the outside. So it goes, oh, I'm up here. And it finds another water molecule. Hello, water molecule. And they've cooled down. Another go, we love each other. And they bond together. Yep. And they become a liquid again, yep. and they roll down into the cup. I don't, I don't know what it tastes like. I've never done it, mm. but it's a good way of, of getting water. The yep. other way, if you're not, on, if you're on an island, of course you dig a big pit. Yeah, big, big, big. The bigger the pit you can get, the better it is. And yep. cover it with a plastic sheet if yep. you have one. You fill it with vegetation. Yeah, um, gum leaves. Uh, your own urine. Just pee in it. Pee in it. Whatever you have. Uh, whatever you can get. Uh, it's not good because you're still going to have less water every time because your body processes the water. And yeah, you can't it. just rely on your own no. pee. And if, but you but if you throw gum leaves. I suppose is yeah. very good. If you're on an island, plenty of salt water around there. That's true. Yeah, that's right. No, that's it. It's interesting. I definitely don't consider me the expert at all. I'm not an expert, as I said. We prove with these things we talk about. I just think it's open mind. Anyone has open mind. I might have had more formal training than you, yes. And that just means I can screw up more, more spectacularly every time. <laughs> That's the important thing. No uh, one minds if the guy doesn't know how to draw, drive a Formula One car, writes it off. Yeah. Actually, someone probably does. Yeah. <laughs> probably the owner. But what it means is I get these kind of ghost echoes of things I think I know. <laughs> and I go, that's not the way it runs. No, no, it's not. Like hydrogen bonds and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, everyone, thanks for putting aside some time for this. We're at a critical juncture for the business, and we need to come up with something good and something fast. Now, this is just brainstorming at the moment. I want ideas. Don't censor yourself. Just throw ideas at me. There's no judgment in this room. Their only rule is don't say no. Oh, finally, yes! Uh, Kevin's excited. What have you got for me, Kevin? Okay, well, uh... I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah, perfect. That's just what we're after. Okay. Well, uh, we get Helen from marketing. Yeah? We we rip off all of her clothes, and then we force her down on all fours, and then I f*** her real hard from behind. Then, then, then Collins, uh... yes, Collins f***s her real hard in the th***. Then Martins, you climb on in front of me, and you jam your rock hard deep into her stink. Stop! Stop! Um, please stop! Um, well, okay. Good. Does anyone have anything, something else similar, but maybe, you know, a bit more racist? Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. Welcome back to the Crypto Zoo. Crypto Zoo! Where we discuss... Woo! I love fictional uh, creatures 
and how they work and how they could possibly work in a scientific environment. Of all of the things we do, this is the one get from our listeners we get a lot of responses about. People yep. talk about When people talk to us about this podcast, they mention CryptoZoo. Mm-hmm. So they're not interested in the science, they're interested no. in the fictional creatures. Pop culture. <laughs> I suppose it's so because people can respond to it. They may have never read anything about chemistry or astronomy or physics in any way, but they have probably watched Gremlins. Yes. So, and therefore they're experts. Indeed. Now, have you ever seen Signs by M. Night Shyamalan? Yes, 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 I have. So it's kind of a creepy alien. It's, it's actually very out. good until right up to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed it right up to the yeah, end. I loved Joaquin, it. Really good job. Joaquin of... Phoenix. Oh, yes. when the one that that's still oh, I just got I just all the hairs in the back of my neck just went up. It's a part where Mel Gibson. I think he's he's. It's focused on him, and it's a big window behind him, and he's talking to Akeem Feeney saying, oh, I found something really odd. And they're like, yeah, and you can see someone, the top of someone's house in the distance, and you, there's a little black shape, and you realize, and it moves. Oh. And you go, oh, and you realize later on, you don't know what it is, but later on you realize it was an alien watching them from the top of a house. And it's just this, it's this beautiful moment. That's why it was really clever, yeah. until they show the alien, they ruin the whole thing. But, the, the, but I mean, it's building to that. Yes. Like, they only show it in the last little bit. Yes, that's right. And but it's the, kind of the payoff. If they didn't show you, you'd be, you'd, it'd be like when you oh, walk out of contact and go, oh my god, was, the alien was her dad. That, yeah, that's, I suppose so. Yeah, I suppose so. But still, that, that, that mood did really well of weird things in the background, watching things move. Yes. And, go, oh, and, and, and lots it's of, brilliant oh, oh my god, people are coming. Like These things are around the house. And, and you go, oh no, you can hear the dog go, roo, 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 yay! <laughs> and you go, oh, they, and, and the sh- they showed you how far away that dog was earlier in the movie, so you now know they're 10 metres from the house. Yeah. And then you hear them on the porch, and then you hear them at the door, and hear them trying the door, and yeah. then on the roof, and it, and they all retreat to the under the stairs, of the, the humans yeah. are in. Oh, no, no, they retreat into the yeah, basement, the, don't they? Yeah. And, the and, and, then they, and then you can hear them moving, and it's that beautiful thing of every time you retreat, so you have your own your whole farm, and then you retreat from the outside world, yep. and they take over that. And then, they, then they re- you retreat from the porch, and they take over that. And yep. they re- retreat from upstairs, and they take over that. Yeah. Every time you back up, they're coming for you. Yeah. And then it gets even worse because now they're in the room with you and grabbing your kid and oh, yeah, terrible. Yes. I, I, the one I really liked is the the part where they they get the baby monitors. <laughs> and it's like the whole world you can hear them. They, we can hear them. We can hear them through the baby monitor. And of course you don't know what they're saying because they're alien. Then. Yeah. But you go, they're communicating. And, you go, there's, and I think the best one of the lines is, there's more than one. And, and you, they, so they realize they're communicating with other, other aliens. Yeah. So it's not just a, a, an alien ship. It's like, there's something really big going on. It's yeah. like, he did that very well, actually. It's like, a big thing happened, and, and but you only see it from... Yeah, but you only see the little things. Yeah. And, uh, My favorite bit, I think, is the bit where it's the, the news is on 24-7, going, this oh, is yes. where the lights were. We've been just... We've had the video camera on all day, looking yeah. at nothing. Yep. 40 minutes ago, a bird appeared to fly into that area yep. and then just stopped and dropped to the ground. Here's footage of the dead bird. Yep. And it's like, this is this is all that they have and they're desperately trying to make it into news. Yep. Yeah, I think you see the bird hit the ship, don't you? Or you don't see it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's something. A, yeah, there's a tiny little... Yeah. Yeah, and a little ah. ring around the, the, the black yeah. spot. The same one as well, a kid's birthday party. Oh, and, the and, birthday party. And, and when you know where to look for it, when you go back and watch it again, because what happens is they but yay, and they mommy, there's something out there. The dog gets berserk. So it's all done through a shaky cam. Yeah. Shaky cam, shaky cam. And so it's like, oh, mummy, mummy, mummy. And they all run to the window to have a look. And the dog's all barking. And, and then suddenly something moves. And, it, and for half a second, you just see this alien stride mm-hmm. across the garden looking at the family as it, as it moves all very kind of weirdly and, yeah. and uh, alienly away. When you watch it again, 
and you look for where it is, it's there. It, it doesn't appear. It doesn't magically oh, right. appear. It's camouflaged. It's holding very still, <laughs> and you can't see it. But if you know where to look, you can see it, and then it moves away. So the first time, you, your brain just goes, oh, God, because it's perfectly camouflaged. Is that beautiful? And, of course, they do the sting. They go, bah! when they yeah. do the musical thing. Bah! And you kind of say... And everyone poops themselves. Yeah, right. it, it, it was actually quite a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I Up actually, until... I, I enjoyed the part even when the, the wife was crushed by the car and cut in half. And oh, yes. That was kind of interesting, too. Yeah. That kind of terrible moment. Not because it was funny or anything, but the terrible thing of you know, Reverend, your wife's cut in half. She's yeah. in two pieces. The only thing holding it together is that car. So we can't remove the car, otherwise she'll die. But we can't leave it there because she'll die. So you better go talk to her right now because we're going to yes. move the car. And you're like, oh, it's a horrible thing of... You can't leave someone pinned to a tree forever. You've got to try and save them at some point, yeah. even if they're cut in half by the car. That, so that she's having this terrible conversation with her husband, like, oh, yeah. and getting less and less kind of um, cognizant, like yeah. making no sense, somehow seeing the future. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. We shouldn't talk this up too much because I know everyone hates... You can't like M. Night Shyamalan anymore. It's not, not allowed. Naughty. No. Bad. Last Airbender. Bad. Happening. Oh, goodness. The happening is really good to begin with. The one about the, the but, plants getting angry. Yeah. Angry plants. To yeah, well, with, I, I watched a preview. I was like, this looks like the best film yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Apparently not. No, it wasn't. It just it didn't go anywhere. But to begin with, the whole concept of stepping off a building, I understand that. Like, if you suddenly filled with plant spores and you just wanted, and you just did something dumb, mm-hmm. then stepping off a building is probably a good way of ending yourself. Yeah. You know, it's easy. You don't, you're not even thinking about ending yourself. You're just walking. Yeah. Oh, and you end up. I had a problem with plant spores. There's like a scene. And it, it's kind of effective. There's a scene. And all these people in the streets get all glassy-eyed and a cop takes out his gun and he puts it to his head and, and he blows his brains out and then he dies. And then, then a person walks over to the gun and she picks the gun up and blows her brains out and dies mm-hmm. and someone else and you just get a whole line of people grabbing the gun and putting their head and dying and I have a problem with that because yeah. that's, that's a really complicated action to do to be taken over like I understand driving really fast into something or just losing control of something yeah. and dying a mate, like lighting a fire and putting your head in an oven it's all a bit mm. kind of cognitive that you, your higher cog- uh, your, your cognition would have to still be in effect to line up and wait for so a gun it, so a yeah it. it would have to be actually making people so depressed or and, yeah, and, like, flicking that part of the brain just went. I have to get out. But they're just zombies, though. That's, they're yeah. more like zombies. They weren't. They weren't themselves. They, weren't, they didn't try. They also just yeah. like I'm a zombie and put it and killed. I had a problem with that. Yeah. I, I didn't mind. There was one where a guy it was pretty hopeful, but he like, so they crash a car and everyone falls out of the car, and the one guy survives and he sits down and he cuts his wrists open and he just he bleeds out. That I went. Oh, at least it doesn't require a lot of thinking. Even mm. that's a bit too. I don't know. Yeah. It found it really hard. Happening was really odd and it ended really badly. Yeah. We're probably um, we're probably deconstructing the wrong film here. We are. All right. So so you, signs signs. signs. So crypto zoo signs. Now spoilers <laughs> for signs. I mean we've already screwed up all the good stuff already. Yes. Now we're going to screw up the bad stuff at the end mm. because when they finally discover that the alien's there and it's a, and it's got their kid, mm. they manage to overcome the alien by smacking it with a baseball bat. Yes. And spill then most crucially spilling water onto it. Yes. Now the water burns through the alien's green shoulder yes. like acid yes. and like basically it makes it look like fresh meat and the, mm. it burns a big chunk out of it. Yep. Now I want to. I'm. Tr- I've been trying to figure out what sort of physiology <laughs> could a creature be made of oh, that it would that it that it would react to water react like to acid. Water like acid. Yeah. 
That's a good question. Yeah, because, I mean, if... It, well, it, water is quite corrosive. It yeah. reacts with iron, yeah. making rust. Dry ice? Uh, what about dry ice? Well, it reacts with dry... You pour water over dry ice. And that's just of, heating it up very fast. Though. Yeah, well, maybe maybe the alien skin... Made of dry ice. Is made of dry ice. But wouldn't the temperature... It would be slowly sublimating anyway. It would be slowly... Oh, yeah. I suppose uh, so. Water, but water is quite corrosive and quite reactive. Yeah. But we just don't think about it because we... Drink um, it. We, we, we have to use it to, to survive, yes. Mm. We, we need it to survive. Uh, but it is kind of a weird thing. Uh, um, Wait, I mean, if you poured water oxygen. over a cake, it'd sort of, like, melt, melt away. They would... My problem with that is maybe the bonds in the skin... Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> brain thinking, go. Yeah. The bonds in the skin would have to be weak enough to, for the water to break them down, but not weak enough so that any water breaks them down. Yeah. Because the humidity in the air yeah. didn't hurt it. No. And maybe it was very dry inside. Maybe it didn't have saliva. We didn't really see it spit or anything like that. Mm. Did you see blood? Did you see blood on it? When uh, they beat it to death of the bat, was there any blood? There wasn't blood, but inside it, it looked, it was all red and, so and had, wet. Yeah, okay. Inside so so it. wet. That could be anything. I mean, wet but, yeah. can be any kind of liquid. So it's skin for some strange reason. Okay, how about this? Maybe, you know, more of the world's... Yeah. In War of the Worlds, they didn't understand the Martians when they came out. Spoiler alert for War of the Worlds, yep. <laughs> The Martians didn't realise that, that there was there was microbes. There was there was there was there was some viruses and diseases that could kill them. So they yep. came down and yay, and they took us over and they stabbed us full of like and they sucked our blood and they drank yes. our blood. Yay, we didn't drink our blood. They used our blood to keep their systems going, yes. which is a bit we create plants and stuff uh, or something. Well, yeah, and, and the red weed, but that's yeah. that's in. The, I'm not talking about the movie particularly. But, oh, okay. But they used they used our blood to. They didn't eat anymore. They used blood to survive. That's how they survived. Yes, because they were they were hyper evolved. The Martians in War of the Worlds. Yes. Didn't know we had microbes, and therefore they were killed from the inside out. The smallest things saved us because we had natural immunity. Yes. So maybe the science aliens. Yep. Knows why, but yeah. maybe they didn't realize that our sun yeah. was as powerful as it was. Maybe, okay. they, maybe they don't have a lot of UV light on their sun. This is what yeah. I'm trying to think of. So they came down to our planet and they're like, "Yay!" And we'll take this over. So the UV light, so UV light gives you sunburn yes. and it damages your skin. This, this is where maybe you think I was going. So maybe they're really, really susceptible. Their skin is really susceptible to UV damage. Mm-hmm. They didn't know this. They're like, hey, my skin's a bit weird, but that's okay. We'll, yep. we'll take over. We'll worry about that later. So the UV light damages their, the connective tissue in their skin enough. Yes. So it weakens it just enough. So when a large concentration of water hits it, yeah. It breaks the final bonds and it sloughs, 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 I think it's sloughs, sloughs away, sloughs away in horrible big sheets. Oh, okay. So maybe they were sunburned, I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. That's a guess. That's a good (laughs) idea. I like that. I like that a lot. Because I can't think of why water would react with this. I don't think it's a chemical reaction. I think it's something else leads to, maybe it would have been just as... Anything could be poured on them. Maybe yeah. uh, any liquid could mm, be beer. Poured. Beer, but that's a lot of water in it anyway. Uh, yeah. Anything we drink has a lot of water in it. Yes. But yeah, that's my guess. Ultraviolet light damages mercury. the connective tissue. Yeah, mercury. Ultraviolet light damages the connective tissue. The large amount of water, so the actual physical pressure of the water, yeah. breaks the final bonds and the skin peels away. But that doesn't happen when you hit it with a baseball bat. But that's blunt trauma. Ah. <laughs>
Yeah. None of this makes a lot of sense. It doesn't, does it? No, but still, but he hit it with a bat. But what can, get da- what, what can get damaged by pouring water on it? Like, paper? Once again, it's breaking the bonds, the physical yeah. bonds in the paper. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, so it, it's about breaking the physical bonds. Physical yeah, bonds. Right. But a bat would break physical bonds, but that's what bats do. So you hit someone with a bat, mm. and a human, it's going to break physical bonds. That's why you get bruises, and that's why you get blunt trauma on the yeah. chest and breaking bones. That's, yeah. that's breaking the bonds in your but, body. Yeah, water. Yeah. But water, well, water, you hit someone with an icicle, you're still going to break the bonds. But it means that their skin would have to be really, really weak. Yeah. Really, for some reason, really, really weak to water. We solved signs. Get on to M. Night. Yep. Edwin that Co- movie turns out to be absolutely amazing, <laughs> even <laughs> the end. We're smart enough to know better that M. Night Shyamalan is a genius. A genius, I tells you. Yes. The one that I, I can't work out is what the creature ejected, like it had these little spurs underneath yep. it, and it, it ejected a gas. Yes. That's a very a very short-range gas spurt. Like, it had to be a kid. It was holding in its hand. Yeah. And it, I found that a bit odd, too. It was like, like a, maybe... It was it got big claws, so maybe it would grab people around the neck and then... Stab like, them in the throat. Go, well, not just... Just grab them around the head and then they're right next to the nose. Oh, Like, they're okay. in the perfect position to just go... Oh, fair enough, So yeah. maybe they evolved or maybe in that. the past... In the past, it was... When it was a, an animal kind yeah. of thing, it stabbed them or something or that spur changed over time yeah. like a platypus maybe they're, maybe they're a giant platypus yep. a, a, plat- cause a male platypus has a, has, a, has a poisonous spur Yeah. so watch that ladies and gentlemen if you ever annoy a male platypus he'll spur you I think you'll find it's a venomous spur yes you're right yes you'll be right it would be venom it would be venom yeah. point to Dan Beeson e- not, not a real point not a real point <laughs> no one that actually counts no one that's going to protect me from dressing up as the green lantern and teaching someone about uh, Wonder Woman sloughing skin Wonder Woman whoa, whoa, whoa wait there was no cross dressing she's a superhero I don't think it said anywhere that you can't dress as a superhero oh my goodness the Submariner yeah. yeah well you, you'll be dressed up as the <laughs> thing that's all right. I can do that. <laughs> Blue underpants. Oh, just underpants. Well, Submariner wears green underpants and little wings on its feet. You'd be very popular. Yeah, I bet I will. <laughs> well, it's almost the end of the show, and so you'll be wanting to present me with a particular song I do like have a, to listen to. I do have a song this time, yes. I have a song. The last time you gave me a wonderful, crazy song about science education. So I thought, I'm going to go back to the roots of science music. Now... I won't say what it is yet, mm-hmm. but this gentleman is very clever yeah. and uh, writes the cleverest scientific songs I've ever heard. Now, this is probably a step down memory lane for many people. If you're an older listener, you would know this man, and hopefully you love him as much as I do. There's antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen, and oxygen, and nitrogen, and rhenium, and nickel, iodium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, Chlorine, carbon, cobalt, copper, tungsten, tin, and sodium. These 
these are the only ones of which the news has come to Harvard. And there may be many others, but they haven't been discovered. I always like it when a song ends with a lovely little Welsh sting on the end. Shaving a haircut. <laughs> that was the great Tom Lira. Have you heard of Tom Lira before? I've definitely heard the song before. That's uh, it's very well. Of course, it's I am the very model of a modern major general. But I've heard the one with the, I've heard that with the, all the things because I, I can't remember any of them. That's the element song. I'm dreadful. I can't remember any of the elements. How, can you remember the elements off by heart? The first twenty, yes. The first twenty. I can remember the first two, and I always get okay. in the wrong order. Go. Uh, helium, hydrogen. The, the wrong way around. It's hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine, neon, sodium, magnesium, aluminium, silicon, phosphorus, sulfur, chlorine, argon, calcium, potassium, and that's it. That's all I can do. I think I got the last two wrong. Ha <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Uh, no, that's called rote learning. We don't do it anymore. Uh, the, no. the, they, they don't do it anymore in schools. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to learn the elements anymore. But when I was in school, you had to learn the first 20 uh, elements. And I was I, supposed to. Uh, but, uh, oh, I was really I, bad at it. <laughs> I have a very bad memory, but uh, as we can tell in the podcast, but I can remember that to the end of my days, I'll remember those. And I remember facts about them and why they're in that position, not just why, you know, because you remember where they are. Mm. But the, Tom Lehrer was a very clever man, and he was a, a lecturer at Harvard, as I said, and uh, he wrote these comedy songs for a long time. He's still alive today. Right. Uh, he, for a long time, did these songs, but it wasn't as if that's what he did. He wasn't an entertainer. He just happened to have these skills, and people went, oh, that was great. He did the Element song. He did all sorts of different songs and different comedy bits. And then he went back to many, many decades ago, went back to just teaching science and things. No. And because he, he got sick of it, that's what he got known as, the guy yeah. who... But then recently, of course, he's come back, he's older, and it's like, oh, it's okay. And, and someone wanted to do a, a Broadway play of his life. But I love that song. I think it's a great song, cleverly yeah. written. And it is. If you go and check the lyrics, at that time when it was written, that was all the elements that they knew at that point. There's quite a few more discovered now. Mm. But as he said, that's, he, he, um, he said that. Yeah, you know, he even covers his eyes. Just in case, there you go. All the rest of them can be put in there. All the, uh, the crazy, huge elements at the end that we sort of keep making in the Large Hadron Collider. You have been listening to Smart Enough Know Better with Gregoire hey! and Dan Beeston. Boo! Hey! <laughs> if you would like to get involved and or you've noticed that we've made a terrible, terrible mistake, send us an email at greg at smartenough.org or dan at smartenough.org or jump into our forums and tell everyone just how wrong we were about something. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, science is all around you. Be involved. Get your hands in it. Rub it on your face. Solving global warming. So that's a big one that everyone's arguing about. What's something that's really hot? Well, volcanoes are really hot. We'll yes. just plug up all the volcanoes. Problem solved. <laughs> what can go wrong? Um, what do you even plug it with? Well, I have a huge supply of baby harp seals. They're cold. <laughs> They're from the Arctic. They, they pretty much promulgated... Um, I like pro- my new word, by the way. Promulgated. Promulgated. Uh, promulgated. This sounds like a dance move from yes, the well, 1400s. Yes. Well, pushing it something forward. I, I'm pretty and sure. then Lady Farthingsworth was promulgated oh. down the aisle. She loved every moment of it. That bitch. I'm... 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 Hi, I'm Trinity Fair. If you're ever stuck out at sea and it's a choice between drinking sea, oh shit, ah. that's wrong too. If you if you're ever, that's <laughs> wrong. Stop. <laughs> it's not wrong. It is I wrong. I researched.
It's wrong. If you're ever stuck out at Don't sea, give either of them. And it's a choice between... <laughs> you don't do either of those things. You're giving really bad advice there. Someone could die because of this. <laughs> oh... Okay, go on. Okay, I'll, I'm going to go with this, but by Christ, we're having it. There's going to be a reckoning at the end. <clears throat> so hang on, right? What? I didn't know about that. Yes, you can't. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I've got the giggles there. <laughs>